0: Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. Create a brighter future with a savings plan from Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Now, uh, the UK Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, as you've been hearing, has spent the day in Northern Ireland selling uh, his new deal negotiated with the European Union, the Windsor Framework. As we heard, the DUP leadership says it'll take its time before delivering its verdict. But several of its MPs have said it's not enough to get them back to Stormont. So let's hear now what some other of, uh, what some of the other Stormont parties think. Of this uh, new deal. Kate Nickel is an Alliance Party MLA and former Lord Mayor of Belfast, and Steve Aiken is an Ulster Unionist Party MLA and former party leader. Mr. Aiken has been giving me his initial reaction to the agreement.
1: Look, we were talking to, indeed, I was talking to the Prime Minister today, and I was saying to Rishi Sunak that, I mean, there's much within the new sort of framework that is quite hopeful. Uh, and there are areas of it that particularly the Ulster Unionist Party were very keen to get put in, particularly things issues about the red and green lane and looking at how we deal with the democratic deficit and also how we deal to make sure that the Northern Ireland voice is heard properly at the table. And all those things are incorporated in it. But it's an absolutely massive document and there are literally hundreds of pages that we're going through at the moment. And the Ulster Unionist Party is going to take its time. We'll look at it. We'll consult very closely with industry, with agribusiness and with our own party. And we'll come to our own conclusions upon it. As I said to the Prime Minister, it's a good start.
0: Some unionists are still concerned uh, that there may be some checks causing a border down the Irish Sea that EU law will still apply. Does that concern you?
1: Look, we need to look at the detail within what's in the document. Because the way we're looking at it, It's that there's no requirement for any checks for anything that's going through the green lane. We don't even need a green lane.
0: You do know EU law will apply. You got that from the horse's mouth. The UK Prime Minister said so yesterday.
1: But if EU law is only applying to those goods that are likely to go to the Irish Republic and the rest of it through the red lane, we don't have a problem with that. And I think that is something that we could all welcome.
0: Uh, We'll come back to you in just a second. But let me, uh, Kate Nichol, get your response uh, from an alliance point of view.
2: Yes, yeah, so we're broadly um, positive about this. I think we're we're very glad that relations between the UK government and the EU have improved um, and that a deal has been reached. This is positive. There are aspects within the framework which are going to make everyday life a bit easier in terms of trade. For us, the most important thing was, was protecting dual market access, um, simplifying trade and restoring political stability. So, we're broadly, broadly happy uh, in the same position as Steve. There is a lot of documentation to get through and mm. we'll be looking at it. Well, we in, have some in, in reservations terms, around...
0: Uh, I know you have reservations, but in terms of the economic deal, and Rishi Sunak was in, in uh, Northern Ireland today at the Coca-Cola bottling plant. He was selling his deal, trying to convince the public there. He had a, held a Q&A. Uh, here he is in action now, and I'll get your response to him. Here he is selling his deal. If we get the executive back up and running here, Northern Ireland is in the unbelievably special position, unique position in the entire world, European continent, in having privileged access, not just to the UK home market, which is enormous, fifth biggest in the world, but also the European Union single market. Nobody else has that. No one. No one, Kate.
2: What is interesting is he mentions political stability and getting the assembly up and running. From uh, an alliance perspective, um, we are really pushing for reform of the institutions because we envisage the assembly will get up and running. We think the DUP will come back in um, at some point. Then we really need to look at how the institutions are operating because what business needs, if we want to make Northern Ireland prosperous success, then we need stability and the constant threat of bringing the assembly down isn't good for
0: anyone. On stability, Kate, and I'll get Steve uh, Aiken's uh, position on this in a second. What do you make of the Stormont break? And this is if, um, if people don't like an, an EU law, 30 signatures, 30 MLAs can, can sign a petition and uh, set and tra- train a process that may hold the law. What do you make of that?
2: Yeah, it's it's really interesting and it's an area that we, we definitely are keen for more details. So um, I'm sure your listeners are aware that in the Northern Ireland Assembly, the petition of concern was put in place really to ensure uh, minorities were supported and um, you need study, study signatures, you need majority of nationalists and unionists. Um, in favor. Alliance, my party, cross community party, um, uh, have issues with the petition of concern mechanism because, in a cross community vote, the non aligned vote, my cross community party, doesn't count. Um, so, we do have issues with, uh, with the petition of concern mechanism um, when uh, my party leader met with. Um, The Prime Minister earlier on today, uh, the the key message um, that we're really putting forward is that we want more clarity around the mechanisms in that.
0: Because there is confusion about uh, whether the uh, storm and break requires cross-community support. Um, Here's what the Prime Minister said yesterday. He said, this gives the institutions of the Good Friday Agreement in Northern Ireland a powerful new safeguard based on cross-community consent. Now, I'll start with you, Steve. What is your understanding? Does it require cross-community consent?
1: That's one of the things we're seeking clarity from, From and actually it's one of the things I raised with the Prime Minister today and asked him to get clarification on how they're use, looking at using the idea around cross communities consent. Because the question is, if there is a vote that has been triggered or if there is a petition of concern that has been raised, does that go directly to the Joint Committee? And does that act then as the point to stop? Or is there a requirement to do other issues? I mean, everybody's trying to get some clarity and look over the details of this. And indeed, that's something that maybe the parties themselves might be discussing, hopefully.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm sure, Kate, you were seeking clarification on that as well.
1: Uh,
2: we were, we were. And for us, the most important thing is is just to restore political stability, stability within Northern Ireland. Our concern around... Uh, the storm and break and um, potentially having that uncertainty um, is what that, that has long term. So we, we really need to have as much stability as possible. We really need ministers with local budgets who can get back into position and start making decisions for local people.
0: Do you have concerns around that, uh, Steve Bacon? Could it, I wonder, result this storm and break in a diminished European Union citizenship for Northern Ireland citizens beyond what they have at the moment?
1: Well, I think the petition of concern is an interesting point because actually it's not just 30 signatures. It has to be 30 signatures from at least two parties. And for those of us who sat through for enormous old conversations during the New Decade New Approach lead in, and we did talk lots about petition of concern reform and where it needed to go to, it seemed to be something that needed to be sorted out. But the fact now is there is a mechanism which does act to make sure that there is proper look to the consensus approach within Northern Ireland politics and actually gives us an opportunity to go forward. And I think one of the big surprises from yesterday was actually to hear the Prime Minister talk about the idea that this, we would have a, an emergency full stop for the Storm and Assembly. And I can't think of any MLA we wouldn't want to be able to stop European legislation that was impacting on Northern yeah, Ireland hang on a second in a favorable way to be able to make that
0: to work. Are we not in a situation where the DUP uh, trumpeted Brexit, for example, so that did the TUV, uh, some within the UUP as well. Could we not be in a position, and we know how much uh, some unionist politicians hate European Union law in uh, the North, could we not be in a position where... Uh, new EU law could come into place, but some within the DUP or the TUV or even the UUP might say, not on my watch, and m- might withhold the rights or protections of EU law afforded to, to Northern Ireland citizens.
1: As equally could people from Sinn Féin, SDLP, Alliance, the Green Party or any other parties that happen to be elected at the Assembly at the time. Is
0: that's that right?
1: The, that's... We have to have an ability to have an emergency break. And we have this. And this restores the functionality of the Assembly and the ability for the people of Northern Ireland to actually have a say in the laws that are likely to apply to them. I think that would be a positive and something that all parties in Northern Ireland would like to see. But nationalist politicians didn't vote
0: for Brexit. They wanted to be within the European Union still. Who's more inclined to uh, exercise a storm and break?
1: Any political party can decide if they can get another political party beside them to exercise a storm and break. Are you trying to say that this is just some as a soft to unionism? No, it's not. This no, is but, about making but, the Northern Ireland but, Assembly accountable. But my you point have here. have to listen to very carefully to what has what been said. But my point I here think your is. Po- your point here is trying to make out that this is some kind of unionist veto over the process. It's
0: not. Let me ask you the question. This was renegotiated, the Northern Ireland Protocol, into the Windsor uh, framework because unionist politicians felt they had a diminished status within the United Kingdom. I'm putting it to you now that nationalist citizens might feel they have a diminished status within the European Union, uh, apart from what they had uh, under the Northern Ireland Protocol. And I just wonder if the diminished status has just swung like a pendulum.
1: The one reason we had the Windsor framework that's come through and the rest of it has been negotiated between the United Kingdom and the European Union is to restore balance. Because Northern Ireland is a part of the United Kingdom. And the the important point we need to have is there needs to be balance between the north-south dimension and the east-west dimension. That balance was completely lost. And now... It looks as if we're going to have an opportunity to restore it. That should be something that should be welcome for everybody who believes in the Belfast Good Friday Agreement. And it gives us an opportunity to move forward. Let's see what happens after we've read the document and see where we get to. Everybody is going through the detail. And uh, I sat up last night, and I think I read somewhere close on about 250 pages I'm going through it. And then, of course, the Europeans have now produced all their detail as well, and I'm reading through that. Listen, it's going, to take, it's going to take a while and maybe take a couple of days, might even take longer. But people need to read into it to understand what the implications are. Because one of the things that, you know, previously all these deals have been very definitely sort of oversold and underdelivered. Let's get the other way around. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I could say, because I know there'll be lots of people listening to your program. One of the things I would ask is particularly the sort of Simon Covey and other people like that as well. Please just keep your commentary to the bare minimum until we get to the point where we can reach the decision point on this thing. This is something that needs to be left to the people of Northern Ireland. Let them make the decision point. Don't interfere.
0: Don't interfere. A strong message for the government here from the UUP's Steve Aiken and Kate Nicholl from the Alliance Party before him. Back in a minute.